0: Somebody go ahead and lift his name on high tonight. Somebody go ahead and make his praise. Glorious in this building. Hallelujah, Jesus. High five about 12 people on the way to your seat. Tell Him he's high and lifted up tonight. He's high and lifted up. Whoa! his train fills the temple how many of you understand tonight you serve a god that's never lost a battle before how many of you have a revelation that you're part of a winning church The Bible declared the gates of hell uh, would not prevail against it. If you know you're part of a winning church tonight, put your hands together one more time and give God a victorious praise. Woo! Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments tonight. It feels awesome in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, I'm so thankful to be able to come into the presence of God and experience what we are already feeling in this building tonight, Amen. What an exciting week is upon us this week! God is in the middle of doing some incredible and great things. Sunday morning, we baptized Bailey in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins. She received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then Monday, uh, Monday morning, we baptized Jenna. In Jesus name for the remission of her sins she received the gift of the Holy Ghost and then just a little while ago maybe an hour ago we just baptized Mike in Jesus name for the remission of his sins and he received the gift of the Holy Ghost Ah. somebody said when is it revival time every day Er day, tell your neighbor, er day, tell your neighbor, all day, it's always a good time to obey the gospel, it's always a good time to preach the gospel, amen, somebody, and we're thankful for what the Lord is doing, so good to have all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us tonight, would you help me one more time, church, put your hands together, welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord tonight. Such an honor to have you in the house of the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. I want to go to the word of the Lord in the book of Second Kings tonight. Second Kings chapter seven. Now it is uh, routine that on Tuesday evenings, uh, if the Lord allows, I do my best to approach. The word of the Lord from a teaching perspective. And um, somebody said that teaching is telling it, and preaching is yelling it. <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that in every bit of teaching, there's always a little bit of preaching. and in every bit of preaching, there's always a little bit of teaching. But I I try my best, as the Lord allows, on Tuesday evenings to approach the Word of the Lord from a teaching perspective. But I've got a preaching word from God tonight. I I know it's supposed to be Tuesday night Bible study, but I feel like it's Tuesday night revival service tonight. Anybody come just to rare back and have church tonight? How many of you saved the best for God tonight? Come on, you didn't give it to your employer this week. Uh, You didn't spend the best of your energy at your job today, but you came into the house of the Lord and you saved the best for God tonight. Are you here tonight? Amen. Go with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter number 8. And I want to, I'm going to skip around just a little bit in the chapter Uh, I I will not be preaching this from an expository uh, perspective, but rather a thematic perspective perhaps. Chapter number 8, and I want to, chapter number 7, I'm sorry. Chapter number 7. If you had to turn more than one page, you were in the wrong book. If you're over in the book of Ephesians somewhere, you're, you're a long ways from Fort Myers. Chapter number 7, verse number 1 says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now you must understand the context of this chapter. They uh, are in the middle of a siege, and the enemy has them surrounded. All of their supplies have been cut off of them, and there is a lack of every kind of resource. There is no relief in sight. There are no answers on the horizon. And yet the word of the Lord comes to them and says that by this time tomorrow, you're going to be able to buy a measure of fine flour for just a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. In other words, by this time tomorrow, you're going to have everything that you need at your fingertips. Then a lord, lowercase l, a lord on whose hand the king Ling, this was one of the king's right-hand men, answered the man of God and said... Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. Man of God turned around and said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. Verse number 16 says, and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. And so a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trode upon. him in the gate, and he died as the man of God had said, as the man of God had said who spake when the king came down to him. Okay, you got that in your mind? Now go back to verse number three. Verse number three says, and there were four leprous men At the entering in of the gate Lord help me Jesus good God from a burning bush in Zion there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate and they said one to another why sit we here until we die if we say We will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore, they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment. And I want to extrapolate the title of my text tonight from the last phrase of verse number three. Why sit we here until we die? And for a few moments tonight, I just want to preach to somebody in this house. Don't. Just sit there. Woo. Tell your neighbor, don't just sit there. Come on, do something. Tell your other neighbor, don't just sit there. Oh, clap your hands one more time and give God a praise in this house. I hope I got some saints ready to have church tonight. Ah. Uh. My God, if you promise to preach with me, you may be seated. Let me draw a picture for you here that is interesting concerning this text. It is as if the Lord gives us two stories within this chapter. One concerning the Lord of a king who does not believe the word of God that comes to him. And then within that story is a substory of four lepers. And what is interesting to note is there is an apparent contrast in these two stories. It is as if God is using these two stories to deliver a message concerning faith and he uses the drastic difference between these two stories to highlight for us uh, the importance uh, of believing God. You understand that they were in a dire situation there in Samaria. They had been besieged by the enemy and As a result, the enemy had cut off all of their supply lines and there was nothing coming into the city. They didn't have food. They didn't have uh, uh, resources that they needed for everyday life. As a matter of fact, they declared an emergency and called it uh, a famine. That people, uh, when there's a famine, you don't just have people that are hungry. You have people that are starving to death. There's a big difference. Uh, so many times we use that phrase loosely, I'm starving to death. Anybody ever said that? I'm, man, I'm starving to death. It is apparent by looking at some of us that we are a long ways from that prayer request to God. <laughs> I can't buy an amen in the building right now. Oh, come on, you can laugh a little bit. You ain't the poster child for Jenny Craig. Come on, somebody. Some of us could last a couple of winners without any problem. But to call a famine means uh, that they were starving to death. It wasn't that they were picky about what they were going to eat. It wasn't that they had to be careful with the rations. They were in a situation where if they didn't get any food, uh, then the end was near. They were in in big, big trouble. And and the Bible said that all of the sudden uh, that God began to speak uh, through the prophet uh, and right in the midst of the famine, right in the midst of their pain and their trouble, the Lord speaks uh, through the man of God uh, and says, By this time, uh, Tomorrow, uh, you're going to be able to buy as much flour uh, as you need to buy at the gate. uh, And you're going to be able to buy as much barley. uh, It's going to be in such an abundance uh, that the stock prices uh, are going to drop. uh, And you're going to be able to buy fine flour uh, for just one shekel. uh, And you'll be able to buy two uh, loaves of barley uh, for just one shekel. And when the word of the Lord comes forth, Bible said that the king had one Lord, one of his commanders in chief uh, that was standing there. And when he heard what was said, he responds by saying, even if the Lord opened a window in heaven, how could that even happen? How, what what you smoking did you just hear what he said i i appreciate your i appreciate your optimism man of god i i, I appreciate that you you know you really know how to work up a crowd and and uh you really know how to preach in a way that you know will inv- evoke people's emotion and get them to shout and dance and uh, you know we 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 ain't about all of that emotional church. We, we ain't about all of that kind of emotional church. We 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 I'm gonna get in trouble here. We're a word church. Just in case you're wondering, you got to have spirit and truth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I've seen you in action before, uh, man of God. And I've watched you just, you know, but, but, but this ain't no time to be saying stuff like that. If you just look around at what's going on and, and, and how could this be? And by the time he gets the word out of his mouth. The man of God spins around, uh, and I can see him put his finger on the end of the man's nose uh, and says, uh, you're going to live long enough to see it, uh, but you ain't going to be able to partake of it. I don't know what's worse, uh, dying before the blessing comes uh, or God allowing me to see it with my eyes uh, but never be able to put it uh, my hands on it. Uh, he said, I'm going to let you see it uh, just so I can show you uh, that my word is true, uh, but I'm not going to let you have uh, a part of it. Can I just preach for a moment uh, that it's important uh, how you respond to the word uh, of the Lord. Uh, how many of you understand that God's listening uh, to your response uh, when the word of the Lord comes forth? My God, I feel like preaching. Uh. How many of you understand that God uh, is keeping track uh, of how you respond uh, when his word comes forth? Uh, baby, I'm not up here giving you a a book report uh, when I get behind the pulpit. uh, I'm not up here reciting poetry uh, when I stand behind the pulpit. uh, When I come to this building, uh, you best believe that I'm standing uh, as an oracle uh, and a voice from God. uh, And not only is God paying attention uh, to what I'm preaching, uh, but God is watching uh, the response of people uh, to the Word uh, of God. Uh, that's why I can't afford uh, to sit in my seat casually uh, and analyze uh, what's being said and uh, try to figure it out uh, and calculate it mathematically and uh, see if it really uh, lights my fire. No, uh, I've got to respond uh, to the Word of God uh, in such a way. Uh, oh, I wish I had a church in this building. That's why you see all these people uh, already standing on their feet, uh, already in the altar. Uh, What's happening? uh, They're responding uh, to the word that's coming forth. Uh, I can't afford to miss uh, God's word in my life. Uh, I can't afford to miss uh, God's instruction for me. Uh, I can't afford to miss uh, God's powerful word uh, declared in my life. (laughs) How many of you know that the word amen literally means let it be so in my life as you have declared it? God's watching uh, for an amen uh, in the building. Uh, God's watching for the people uh, that are responding in faith. Uh, And there's some people uh, that God said, I'm going to let you see it, uh, but you're never going to partake of it uh, because you did not respond uh, to what the Lord had (laughs) Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2 tells us, That there were those in whom the word of the Lord had no effect. Had no effect. You ever... Oh, I'm going to bust some people out right here. You ever talk to somebody that just said, well, that preaching just didn't do much for me. Uh, I I guess it was okay. The problem wasn't the preaching. God's word is always good. This ain't about the messenger. It's not about the style of the mailman. Uh, God's word is always good. Uh, His word is always relevant. Uh, His word is always true. It said that the word preached did not profit them. They didn't get nothing. I didn't get nothing out of the preaching. Don't blame the preacher. It said that the reason they didn't profit them is it was not mixed with faith. In them uh, that heard it, uh, you want to know what you're going to get out of the preaching? Uh, exactly what you put into the preaching. Uh, preaching is not a spectator sport. Uh, preaching is not designed uh, for a man to stand up uh, and declare the word, uh, and you just become a receptacle. Uh, there is a reciprocity uh, of a spiritual thing that happens uh, when the word goes forth uh, and the faith of God's people, uh, faith with. It works uh, is dead. Uh, there's got to be action that happens uh, when the word goes forth uh, and you begin to mix it with faith. Uh, there's something special. Uh, there's something powerful uh, that begins to happen. <clears throat> ah! Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 1 says that faith is the substance. You got some substance. That you've got to mix with the word of God. When you come to the house of God. You ought to come ready to preach with the preacher. You ought to come ready to mix your faith uh, with whatever God's saying in his house. Uh, Whatever the word is that's coming forth, uh, I didn't come empty-handed. I brought my faith with me. uh. I'm going to mix what the preacher preaches uh, with my faith, my substance. uh, And I'm going to believe God uh, that his word will spring up, uh, that his word will profit me, uh, that his word will take root uh, and begin to bless my life. Somewhere, whoa, oh, preach, preacher. They all said, "Preach, Bishop." This king, this king's commander, hear's the word of God, but his reaction to the word is one of skepticism and critical thinking and human reasoning. And because his response was not correct, God said, I'm going to let you see it, but you ain't going to taste it. Ain't it something? I I, I don't want to come to church uh, and watch other people be blessed uh, because they mix their faith uh, with the Word of the Lord. Uh, And I wonder why I'm over here in the sidelines uh, struggling and wavering uh, and flip-flopping, and my life is on a messed up path. Hey, uh, could it be uh, that there's a reason why uh, that your faith uh, is not being mixed uh, with the Word of the Lord? Uh, My God, that's why sometimes uh, the preacher starts preaching, uh, and I just got to run the aisle. Uh, Why? Because my faith uh, is in action. Uh, And if I heard uh, the news from God's report, uh, it would cause me to rejoice. Uh, So I'm not going to wait for the word to come to pass. Uh, I'm going to rejoice right now uh, like it's already done. Uh, There's a prophetic uh, element to God's word uh, that demands the recipient There is a prophetic element to God's word that demands you to enter the prophetic with your faith. He was declaring something that was not yet in existence and they had to take their faith and come into agreement with what was not yet in existence. I don't see it yet, but I believe God for it. If you don't see it before you see it, then you'll never see it. When the word of the Lord comes forth, uh, your faith has to begin to work, uh, and you got to be able to grasp the word. Uh, let it be so in my life, uh, thy kingdom come, uh, thy will be done uh, on earth uh, as it already is uh, in heaven. Uh, my God, when you begin to respond uh, with faith, uh, God begins to connect uh, your life uh, with that word that's preached. God begins to connect uh, your situation uh, with the word that comes forth. Uh, God begins to pick you up uh, out of the trouble you're in uh, and connect you uh, to the victory that's being declared. Uh, God begins to pick you up uh, out of a place of want uh, and connect you uh, to a word of promise uh, and provision. Uh, somebody in this building tonight uh, needs to start mixing your faith uh, with the word of the Lord tonight. Uh, let it be so let it be so I know it looks like famine but God's word said his blessings on the way I know it looks like I'm circled in but God's word declares that he's making a way who am I preaching to tonight you didn't come to the house of God to be entertained by a preacher And his oratory capabilities, God's got a real word for you. A word that will change you. A word that will turn you around. A word that will bring revelation to you. A word that will bring provision to you. A word that you can stand on. But he couldn't get the king, the king's commander. He couldn't get the person. Who sat in the palace to get some faith but then the word gives us a contrast and it said but there were four lepers <laughs> Woo! God said the promise was going to come through the gate you find the lepers at the gate <laughs> and there is a difference In the disposition because the commander could not wrap his faith around what God was saying everything in his world was about calculation was about strategy it was about his strength and his resources and his training but in the life of these here lepers They didn't have much going on in their world at this moment as a matter of fact they had been ostracized from the city their sickness had distanced them even from the people they loved the most when you had leprosy You were ejected from all of society. You could no longer enjoy the accoutrements of a civilized society. You could no longer enjoy the wealth and the prosperity of wherever you lived. You could not enjoy the conveniences that everybody else enjoyed. As a matter of fact, your only companions were people that have the same problems that you have. You were relegated to the Uh, grouped with the same people uh, in the same struggle. Uh, You didn't have access uh, to what everybody else had access to. Uh, And in those days uh, unless God worked a miracle, uh, there was no cure for the leprosy. Uh, It was a death sentence. Uh, You're going to live the rest of your days uh, in your dilemma. Uh, You're going to live the rest of your life uh, just barely surviving um, and trying to make it. Uh, But can I tell you without Getting ahead of myself, uh, that when God couldn't find faith uh, in the prince of a palace, uh, God found the faith uh, in four lepers. uh Now, now I cannot find in the text, uh, the Bible does not make the connection for us, uh, the relationship uh, of these lepers uh, with God. Uh, It does not talk to us about uh, their spiritual condition. It does not talk to us uh, about their devotion or their consecration uh, to God. Uh, Suffice to say, we know uh, that leprosy in the Bible uh, is a type of sin. uh, And lepers uh, are a type uh, of sinful, fallen uh, Humanity. Oh, and all God needs, he doesn't need royalty. He doesn't need somebody in positions. He doesn't need the smartest person. He doesn't need the richest person. All he needs is somebody who realizes that without God, I am nothing. Without God, I can do nothing. All God needs is a few people that will understand that if God doesn't do it, it can't be done Uh, if God doesn't make a way uh, then there is no way he could not find faith in the palace but there were four lepers (laughs) and these lepers now I need I need four good lepers Uh, yeah there's one here already volunteered look Two, already volunteered, y'all come down here with me. Y'all two, come on. Right here. I got four leprosy. Now, you've got to understand that leprosy, when it attacks the human body, can leave the human body completely mangled. It attacks the central nervous system of the body. And it, and it in, in turn can affect almost all of the major organs of the body. It messes with uh, uh, the senses and the nerve endings in your body, your sensitivity to touch. And, and so many times lepers would, would have injuries on their body that, that they didn't even weren't aware of, that would not be uh, treated in time. And it wasn't uncommon for lepers to, y'all just decide how you want to be affected by this, okay? Uh, it wouldn't be long before you would find lepers that had uh, an arm that was missing, Brother Donnelly. And, yeah, there you go. Uh, maybe both arms missing. and. Uh the arm would be missing. Yeah, it, it is common that that lepers oftentimes would lose their eyesight, uh, and the, the degeneration of the nerve and the the optical nerve would cause them to to become blind. And, and And a leper, maybe he was running and and broke his ankle and didn't even realize it because he couldn't feel pain, and he kept running until his whole leg collapsed. Uh, and so he would it would be it wouldn't be uncommon to find them uh, withered and lame uh, and, and all messed up. Uh, and And what brought these men together? Uh, was not their strengths, uh, it was their malady. Uh, it was their pain and their problems uh, that caused them to live uh, together. And, and there's, something, uh, there's, there's something about these situations uh, that, that can be dangerous because uh, it's, it's funny how in life uh, we have a human ten- a tendency that we gravitate to people who feel the same pain we feel. We, we tend to uh, to to congregate with people that can uh, associate uh, with the same kind of pain uh, that I've been through. A, a woman who's uh, a single mama and divorced uh, finds a lot of commonality uh, with another single mama uh, who's been divorced, and there's a high chance uh, that they form a friendship and a relationship. and uh, And it's funny how how pain can bring uh, people together, but but there's a risk in this situation because uh, if you're not careful, uh, your pain will bring you together with people uh, that only want to focus on the pain that brought you together. Uh, And they only want to talk about the maladies uh, and the issues uh, and the problems. Uh, And if you're not careful, uh, your circle of friends uh, will just become a reinforcement uh, of your dysfunction. uh, And your circle of friends uh, will just feed uh, the problems uh, and the issues. Uh, It's not about a solution Uh, it's not about getting better Uh, it's not about healing Uh, it's comparing our war stories uh, and comparing uh, oh look at you uh, your legs messed up well look at my eye uh, and look at my uh, and they told me this uh, and they didn't uh, and if you're not careful uh, running in those kind of circles uh, will cause you to be stuck uh, for the rest of your life that's why i don't need people uh, that want to just empathize with my pain Uh, i need some real friends uh, that aren't afraid to tell me the truth Uh, i need some real people uh, that aren't afraid to challenge me uh, to be better than what i am uh, to overcome my dysfunction uh, to overcome my struggles Uh, don't make me comfortable where i am Uh, i want to get out of here don't make me comfortable in my trouble Uh, You know the saying birds of a feather and misery loves you got to defy those definitions in your life yeah. right. but if I was going to get stuck with four busted brothers y'all just show just come walking over here i mean messed up you got to come all four of you are lepers Come on, Brother Nick, you got to be a good leper. Whoa, he took it all the way out. Oh, yeah, yo, there we go. There we go. Yeah, here's an Instagram moment. Okay, okay. There you go. There you go. See, that's what we look like sometimes with the circles we run in. In the the spirit, I mean. In the spirit, in the spirit. And that's good. You're right there. Just pause right there again. And so, if I was going to be stuck with some people, these guys had the right idea. Because the Bible said that they started talking to each other one day. And they said, you know what? We got to do something. And they asked an important question. Why sit we here and die? At some point... You got to come to the conclusion, uh, I've got to make a decision. Uh, am I going to sit here uh, in my trouble uh, and just die? Uh, or am I going to do everything I've got uh, to do? <clears> to? <throat> if you're not surrounded with the right influence, people don't want to let you go out of these kind of circles. You see, I'm going to have you come back in a moment, but you see, if Nick gets his deliverance, go ahead, come on, get up, and he gets his healing, and he gets deliverance, and he starts to say, okay, guys, I'm, I'm moving forward, and they still want to stay stuck, they'll start chastising him. They'll start chastising him. Oh, you're too good now, huh? Oh, you just think you healed, huh? Once a leper, always a leper, baby. And you got to be careful because you want to be surrounded by people who when you ask that question, have the right answer. And they don't encourage you to just become more focused on the problem. They encourage you to trust God. They encourage you to pray. They encourage you to get your heart right, uh, to get your spirit right, uh, to get your mind right. Okay. Rewind. And uh, so, listen to what they said. They started, they started thinking, and they said, "Well, here's the deal. If we sit here outside of the gate, we're going to die. It's just a matter of time." And If we go into the city, the city is besieged, and they're in a famine, and we're going to die. They said, if we go to the enemy who's trying to kill us, they might decide to kill us. But what if? What if? they decide to save us alive they started thinking about that If we stay here we die if we go in the city we die if we go here we might die but there's one chance that I couldn't make it over here and my one chance is in the most unlikely place that I would go Everything in me right now is saying to run from this. But everything uh, depends on me running uh, to this thing. Uh, and finally, they came to the conclusion uh, that we have nothing uh, to lose. Uh, that's the kind of people God looks for, uh, is the people who finally just come to the conclusion, uh, you know what? Uh, I ain't got nothing to lose. Uh, I'm going to put it all uh, on the line. Uh, if I've got one chance, uh, that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, if I've got one chance, to get it right, uh, I'm going to kill myself uh, over that one chance. Uh, If I've got one open door uh, to get delivered, uh, baby, I'm going to do everything I can, uh, whatever it costs. I'm preaching to somebody. uh, That's the kind of faith uh, that God's looking for. Uh, That's the kind of people uh, you want yourself surrounded by. (laughs) Whatever we do, we cannot just sit here. Whatever we do, we can't just sit here. So they made up in their mind and said, all right. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold on." Y'all up in my show trying to star. <laughs> and so they said, all right. What are we going to do? Well, when we get there... They might just come out and pull out a sword, chop our heads off. They might hit us with a, the archers might stand up on the wall and just shoot us before we ever get to them. Are y'all ready? This might be it, guys. And they, they started telling each other, I just wanted you to know, you always meant so much to me. And Brother John, I never told you before, but now's a good time. You remember back in the third grade? When somebody stole your sandwich at lunch and you were hungry, it was me. I'm sorry. Okay, pull it together, guys. Pull it together. This might be it. All right. Oh, they were facing down all kind of fears, uh, but faith uh, has the ability uh, to count the cost uh, and say if I perish, uh, I perish uh, but I refuse uh, to sit here uh, and die. I came to preach uh, to somebody in this building. Uh, it's time for you to make up in your mind. Uh, I refuse uh, to sit here uh, and just give up uh, and sit here uh, and throw in the towel uh, and just sit here and accept my dilemma. I refuse to just sit here and die. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. And now, I want you to pause right there. Over in the enemy's camp. God saw what they were doing, and when God saw the faith of these men, God started working on their behalf. He couldn't get the prince, he couldn't get the commander-in-chief to pull it together. But if these four guys had enough courage to look everything in the face and risk everything that their life stood for, then God said, I got to work for them. I'm preaching to somebody right now because God is about to go to work on your behalf. God's about to go to work on your behalf. There's some things that if you'll do it right, if you'll get it right, if you'll make up your mind, God's going to step in on your behalf. And read it when you get home. Here's what the Bible said happened. Now, they don't know this because... I, I don't know what the distance was between them, but it's evident later in the story that these men were unaware of what was happening. But as they started to walk, all of a sudden, here's what happened. Eh? They started to move toward, real slow towards the gate of the city. Die. Die, well it That's what began to turn it up a little bit. That's what began to happen. They started to walk a little bit. Come on turn up a bit. And as they got closer, turn up a little bit. Here's what we. didn't even realize it, but while they began to move, uh, the Bible said that God uh, allowed the enemy uh, to begin to hear their footsteps uh, like the sound uh, of horses uh, and the sound uh, of chariots uh, and the sound uh, of a host. Four lepers uh, that didn't have a chance in the world, uh, and when they started to move, uh, God jumped in the middle uh, of what they were doing. uh. To preach to somebody uh, tonight uh, that when you begin to move uh, in faith uh, to what God's gonna do, uh, God's gonna go before you uh, and God's gonna begin uh, to set an ambushment uh, in the camp uh, of your enemy. uh, I came to preach to somebody. uh, I don't care uh, how low your resources are, uh, I don't care uh, how bleak uh, your situation is. uh, When God gets in the middle of it, God's going to work on your behalf. Don't just sit there. Don't just sit there. Get up don't just sit there, start making a move, don't just sit there and defeat, start letting hell know, I don't have the answer, I don't know what's waiting for me, I don't know what I'm going to find when I get there, but I know this, I refuse to sit here and die. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die being right with God. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in the house of God. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die believing God. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die striving for everything that God said I could have. Come on. Somebody on this Tuesday night needs to throw your hands in the air and say I refuse to sit here and die I refuse to sit here and die it's time to mix my faith with the word of God it's time to mix my faith with the word of God come on I know it's Tuesday night but somebody right now hey shall live the enemy's camp. Uh, Somebody ought to just chant that uh, while you march into God's promise, uh, while you march into God's victory. Uh, Hey! Hey! I will not die. Come on. Uh, Who am I preaching to today? out of your situation. Stand up out of your trouble. Stand up out of your dysfunction. I will be everything God called me to be. I will be everything God said I could be. It's time to get up. Come on. Somebody mix your faith. Mix your faith the Word of God. Mix your faith with the Word of God. Come on. God's about to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. God's about to bring you through. God's about to bring you over. God's about to bring you out. Somebody mix your faith. And you. God's going before you. God's preparing the way. God's opening the door. Even right now, right now while you're shouting over this word, right now while you mix your faith with the word of God, he's already gone before you. Dead. But somebody needs to march in to the enemy's camp. God has laid up the treasure of the. Tonight. time God wants to do. Hey, get up, get up, get up, get up and start walking, get up and start crawling, get up and do whatever you got to do. it yet but God said it I can't measure it yet but what God said shall come to pass come on God's opening the windows of heaven God's opening the windows of heaven God's pouring it out